0: Welcome to a new episode of the Cigar Snob Podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Calvino, Ivan Ocampo, and Jim Rodriguez. And the good times
1: continue as the Cigar Snob Magazine Podcast is back at it with my guys, the legends, Eric Calvino, Ivan Ocampo. I am merely jim rodriguez what's Merely up boys jim
2: rodriguez how you doing Jim? Missed that intro i know <laughs> so, <laughs> so great <along>. to, <laughs> so great to hear again good times man
1: so listen first of all i've I, I, you know i've got to i'd be remiss happy
3: anniversary ah thank you man thank 15 you
1: 15 years and going la quinceanera right? that's right that's right
3: <laughs> a debutante uh, but uh, it's man, you missed a hell of a party. I know, I know, I know. You know, the judge said I had to, like, you know, <laughs> one more weekend <laughs> with, them, with the bracelet,
1: one more weekend, and that's it. And I'm <laughs> good, I'm good. So I'm, I'll be ready for 16, I'll be ready All for right. sweet 16.
3: All right, so, no, no oh, man, time. thanks, thanks for calling it out.
1: Yeah, man, no, Cigar Snob Magazine, the best, the best. And we've got some good times here on our uh, Cigar Ma- Magazine, but Cigar Snob Magazine podcast. We've got a great. Great smoky treat that we're going to get into oh, yeah. with our friends at Drew Estate. And I feel like I, I got my ascot on because mm-hmm. we're going to have some single malt scotch. <laughs> yes. Lovely. Uh, right. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. We're like going to get into that as well. And, of course, we're going to talk to Willie Herrera, master blender from Drew Estate. So we're going to have uh, some good times to talk about this cigar. So lots to get to. Jasper, what do you have, my friend?
0: If you're like me and look forward to cozying up to a warm fireplace after a long day on the range, kicking off your boots and settling into a nice big bowl of chili con queso, then you'd love the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua. This Dominican-made Nicaraguan puro is a bold new blend with tons of flavor made with the same craftsmanship that has made La Aurora cigars one of the oldest and premium cigar makers in all the world. Started in the Dominican Republic in 1903, La Aurora Cigars was founded by the young Eduardo Leon Jimenez, who set out to fulfill his dream of making great cigars. Today, over a century later, La Aurora has a presence in five continents and more than a 1,000 employees. The original La Aurora 107 was released in 2010, commemorating the company's 107 years in business. Now the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua brings a bolder new profile to smokers who have become accustomed to smoking the consistent quality and excellence of La Aurora cigars. The 107 Nicaragua comes to life with a diverse array of spicy notes accompanied by a subtle touch of leather. A rich balance of earth, wood, and floral notes flourishes deeper into the smoke with a characteristic pinch of licorice and walnut on the finish. Made in four sizes, a 7x47 Churchill, 6x58 Grand Toro, 55 by 54 Toro, and a 5x50 Robusto. The La Aurora 107 Nicaragua is a perfect complement to any rum cocktail, steak dinner, or even my famous chili con queso. Go on out and get yourself one, and tell them Jasper sent you. All right, back at it here.
1: Thank you, Jasper. I and mean, is still looking strong back there. Yeah, Chente the man, horse. He holds up, right? Man, every time I see him, I'm like, Chenta, you got all the teeth and everything. I hope I look that good when, yes, I, when I get that. Agreed. Hair. He's got that one gray hair sticking out, kind of yeah, like a little satellite thing. But it's all right. Well, listen, we've got some
3: uh we've got a great smoky treat to talk about. Caballeros Key Fuman. Uh, it's a little Herrera Esteli. That's right. So we are smoking the Herrera Esteli in lonsdale deluxe it's a lovely size it's a six by 44. uh this is made in nicaragua obviously by drew estate it's got an ecuadorian wrapper and binder and nicaraguan fillers uh price is 975 on the cigar This cigar is uh it's not new to the drew estate line right it's it's been around for a long time when they first brought willie herrera over this was like the cigar that he blended and and the idea was to make something that was like in Willie's style, right? And Willie grew up uh, rolling cigars at El Titan de Oronza here in Miami, Little yep. Havana.
2: Or El Titan de Bronze. As the yep, yep. <laughs> as a non-Spanish
3: speakers say, El Titan de Bronze. I, I, I get it. So uh at El Titan, th- they made very Cuban style cigars, right? And so this was what he came up with. And dude, from day one, we have been huge fans of this cigar, mm-hmm. and uh, so when uh, when the guys from Drew State reached out and said, "Hey, you know Willie's going to be in town. You guys want to meet up with him?" I was like, "Hell yes, let's smoke some uh, Herrera Telis." So, so that's what we got. And and I have to say, aside from the Lancero, which is kind of like a special limited edition, this is my favorite size for this cigar. Me too. Yeah, I mean the Robuto's fine, the Toro's fine, all that, but this cigar feels. Right in this size, right. you know, like, like the blend just works perfect. It's almost made for this size. And for me,
1: this is, this is, uh, I'm sort of stepping out of my comfort zone, which is great. This is what you want to do as you explore the world of cigars. Cause you know, I really don't smoke Lonsdale's. So, so I, yeah,
3: it's not, a, you know, it's not, a, it's not a super popular yeah. size. It's not.
1: So, you know, it's, it's thin and, and, you know, it, it's, it's it's always interesting. I mean, but by yeah. no means am I poo-pooing it at all because I'm enjoying it. I mean, so far, I'll tell you what, the the opening the opening lighting of this thing has been great. It's
3: so rich. It's creamy rich. Yeah, exactly. Well, why don't we why don't we talk? Do we talk about that now? Let's Yeah, let, let, yeah what let's, you, what let's you get into in. it. So
2: what what are the, your initial notes, Ivan? My first note that I wrote down was creamy. Mm-hmm. Yeah? I mean, this is this is it's wh- nothing if not creamy, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, it has nothing, nothing that resembles any harshness at all. I mean, it's all it's, it has very soft peppers and a lot of complexity. When I'm looking for something in a lighter shade that has some flavor, this is such a great option for me. I love this cigar. And I think I appreciate the cigar even more nowadays than when I did when it first came out. Yeah. Because I get so many ass kickers and mm-hmm. so many over-the-top, you know, strong cigars nowadays. That I get something with some flavor and a lighter shade. I really appreciate it. And this is a great, great smoke.
1: Agreed. What are you getting, Jimbo? Well, for me, like... Especially during the retro hill like like when I saw it you know and again i I come from sort of like a a novice palette sort of way of of, of approaching cigars you know I saw oh it's it's thin because it's a Lonsdale you know it's the it, the the wrapper is is great because it's 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 almost that perfect coloring you know what i mean it's not it's not super light it's not super dark, but it does so I thought this would be very a very light cigar, in terms of you know, it's not going to have much of a punch to it, and then it's obviously so creamy, so it's very welcoming. But then during the retro hell, you can really sort of get into the. Look muscle at this
3: guy it. is professional retrohaler okay, now. I'm trying.
1: trying. I'm trying. I owe it all to you like guys. It. But like you, know, you can really get into the into the into the guts of it. Into well, real, what's into- funny
3: about what you said is that I think that that is the exact idea of this cigar. Is there is some pepper back there? Mm-hmm. There is some spice but it's covered up by so much cream. So what I mean by covered up really is balanced. It's balanced by that creaminess, right? So there's there's tons of cream, uh, there's cedar, there's, yes. uh, there's a lot of like, a, like almost like a cashew type of nut to it. Uh, somewhere between a cashew and almond nuttiness. Like, you know, it's hard to kind of place it sometimes. Uh, and then, like maybe even a touch of like a cinnamon type of sweetness back there. It's it's a very interesting smoke. And uh, I, like I, you know, everyone, everyone at Drew Estate knows when I get there. <laughs> uh, we have a meeting or something. When we get there, they know unless we're we have to try something that's new and and that's why I'm there. Uh, otherwise, what they give me is is a because it's just it's my favorite. It's just, no two ways about it
1: yeah and there's so much going on i mean like even now you know as as we're talking it, it's definitely dancing you know on your tongue a little bit you can definitely taste it in, inside your mouth it, it's 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 a full
3: sort of experience it's full flavor yeah. not full bodied right right so yeah it's it's definitely full flavor uh heavy on the aromas the smoke density is very thick uh but not the ass kicker eh, by any stretch. Right now, so it's kind of like the ideal, like the original ideal of a Cuban cigar. Cuban cigars back in the day when they were good, uh, the idea was flavor, aroma, and then just enough strength, just enough strength strength to to know that you're smoking a cigar, mm-hmm. but never to overpower you, so that you after you finish smoking this, you have no problem picking up a second one. Right, you don't have to go to bed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're not when I mean, your palate is not burned out. And so yep. that's that's kind of the idea of the cigar. And It's super. I mean, it's extremely well executed in that way. Yeah,
1: and then just me because you know I love the labels. I love the bands. Very classic. Yep. Very classic. It doesn't really, you know, it's not it's not gaudy. It's kind of got you know kind of a little kind of a a, a a darker gold, and then the the Herrera Esteli by Drew Estate in in all caps red. Yeah, very so it, very it gets simple. Gets the message across. Nope. I, I love it. I love it, Ivan. How you doing with that thing?
2: It's burning perfectly. It's yeah. It's it's doing amazing. It's it's. I've got a nice even burn. The the ash is nice and compact. Um, yeah, I've always loved the cigar.
3: So one thing that I will add, because you know, sometimes we pull cigars from the humidor that uh, that have been resting there for quite some time, and then you say, "Well, that's unfair, right?" The regular consumer is not smoking what we're smoking uh there are those cases and we try to say when we're smoking something like that this particular cigar i literally bought it at the store down the street from our office this morning okay yeah. so it came out of a brand new and it was literally like the there was it was a brand new box so it isn't you know it's this is not an age cigar It was put on the shelf there very recently it's not a ringer it's
1: no, not a ringer no, not it's, at all. it's not everything so it, and it, chill, it just shows you the quality you know that something that anyone listening to this podcast—it's what they would experience going to their local shop or
3: lounge or anything like that. It's beautiful, and and you know what? I can't wait for the uh, perfect pairing segment because I mean I don't know what what whiskeys we're getting, mm-hmm. but this is like ideal for single malt scotch. Oh yeah, this—I mean—we should be able. It, it should hit almost every single scotch that we taste
2: should work with this. I love it. I love it. All right.
1: So now we're going to get... <laughs> why you look
2: at me like that? I was thinking coffee. You were <laughs> thinking coffee? Yeah, yeah. What coffee, you said, But yes, absolutely. With a single, single malt scotch, is going to be perfect.
3: <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, you know,
1: I, I, I pounded the, uh, I pounded the... It's these the, earphones.
2: The, I can't, I don't get used to it.
1: I pounded the cafecito when I got here. So I'm already, I'm already feeling good right now. So, all right. So now let's get into a very sort of fun little topic. It's our... X's
0: and Os.
1: And we're going to talk about etiquette. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you, if you guys have ever saw the movie uh, Miller's Crossing, but there's no. a gr- there, there's a great for, it's one of the great underrated Coen brother gangster movies, okay? Oh, you've seen this? Uh, Albert yeah. Finney, Gabriel Byrne, and the beginning of the movie it, it fades from black and you just hear this really, you know, mobster looking guy go "Eticks." It's all about ethics, and that's kind of what we're gonna go into this etiquette here about bringing your own cigar to a cigar shop or a cigar lounge. So I, cool, yeah. So I'd love to get your perspective, guys. What do you think about that? And we'll start with you, Eric. I mean, what, what? I mean, would you do that? What hap- What would happen if someone did that to you? How, what, what, what's your take?
3: So uh, yeah, I never do that. I never bring, uh, my own cigar to a shop. I, I think that that's, yeah, I mean, that, that cigar shop is there to sell cigars. So, you know, that's just walking into Morton steakhouse with your own steak and going here, I bought this at Graciano's down the street. Can you guys grow that for me? Yeah, no. So I don't do that. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like when I see people do it. I think it's not cool. Uh, I know that there are some shops that, that have some sort of like cottage fee or something like that. Right. But, um, but yeah, it's like, what's the reason that you're doing that? Like, why are you bringing your own cigar? I've even seen guys, this, this I thought was the most egregious thing that I've seen is guy gets a locker at a cigar, at a cigar shop, right. Becomes a member, gets a locker and then brings cigars from his humidor at home and stocks, his locker with his cigars from his humidor at home.
2: I hope he bought the cigars at the shop that he had yeah, in his that, humidor Yeah, obviously, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean,
3: I don't know, but right. when I saw that, I, I remember I was at, uh, this is a long time ago, this is 15 years ago at uh, at Havana Group in Miami Lakes. And I used to hang out there, I used to live in Miami Lakes and, mm-hmm. and that was like my shop. And, uh, and so I was sitting there and this guy comes in with a bag, like a Publix bag full of cigars, and he's loading up his uh, locker. And I, I'm like, feel, is this cool? He's like, you know, I, we just started the locker program. And, you know, I, I, I don't have rules for that. So if he wants to bring his cigars, it's like, wow, that is not cool at all.
1: What about you, Ivan? What, what, what do you take on this?
2: So I think there's a few. Uh, okay, you should never do it. But I think there are a few exceptions. So if you're a very good customer of the shop that you go to that you're bringing the cigars you're the to. Here's the whale. If you're the whale, you should be allowed to do any whatever you want. If you spend enough money at that shop, whether it be in alcohol or events or cigars or what have you, you should be able to do what, what you like, because uh, you probably do have a good relationship with the shop owner. Um, the other <clears throat> the other um, situation I could see you possibly bring it in is there are there are some places that have limited cigar selections. And they're predominantly like regular bars that have like a small cigar. Okay, and I'm like, if you're spending enough money there, and like food and drink, and you don't like the selection that they have, yeah, okay,
3: yes, that I agree with. You I
2: on think that. I yeah. think you should be allowed to do that.
1: Well, I think that's the caveat. I mean, I think if you're if you're walking into a lounge, if you're walking into a, bar, a cigar bar, the point that you're there is to is to patronize that place. Absolutely. Th- then why are you there? You know what I mean? Yeah. Why didn't you just stay home? Why are you there? I know. I don't have a problem bringing your own cigar if you've already if you have a membership if you have a locker. I don't have a problem with that because you're already paying, essentially, a cottage fee, your yearly dues. I don't necessarily
3: have a problem with that. You know what I mean? Well, well, just one little tidbit. It, it depends on the kind of uh, membership, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? There are there are memberships that are you know. Uh, basically you're prepaying the, uh, the amount of money that you're going to buy in cigars. Right. Right. So your membership is $200 a month and those $200 go towards the $200 that you're going to buy. Right. right. So it's basically like a commitment to buy. Right. Uh, and yeah, in that case you're all, you've already committed to buying this amount. So. Yeah. And, yeah, and, right, and it fine. could be
1: like, like, I, I,
3: I, we just, we just visited a friend in
1: Las Vegas who's got, was a huge cigar guy. And he is literally his house is overflowing with cigars. So he 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 does that to just kind of store his cigars in 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 a lounge. You know what I mean? So he doesn't have to come in there with a Publix bag every time. He's got his little cigars there. So yeah, I think we're I think we're in agreement. But there's also just kind of like part of the community. Part of you know yeah. you, you don't want to be that guy. And, and and then I guess the question is, how do you handle that?
3: Yeah, and and I think that really these cases that that we're highlighting here are probably more exceptions. The majority of the cases is a guy who is not a regular at the shop, who doesn't spend a lot of money at the shop, and walks in with a cigar and off the street. Sure, right. That that's the majority of the cases. That that that's the egregious one, right? That's the He's bad one. The kind of got. Hey, do you got any Cubans in the back? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's that guy. Well, nine times out of ten, the the cigars that the guys bring into the shop are Cubans, mm-hmm. right? They're like, oh, well, I can't buy Cubans here, so I bring them. Mm-hmm. Like, well, how does a how does a store keep their lights on? Yeah. Cuba doesn't pay the store. Right, right.
1: Well, there's nothing worse than than to bring a cigar into
3: a shop that they sell at the shop. No, no, I no, that's forget. Absolutely.
1: Forget it. You're out. You're out.
3: Go smoke outside. So what about like in, in our in our world? Uh, you know, we go to events. We go to a lot of events. I was at an event this past uh Friday. And uh you know, the event is for a particular manufacturer. How do you feel about those scenarios where you've got like the event that I was at was uh aging room, uh Rafael Nadal was there and I I happened I walk into the shop I run into a friend of mine from high school hadn't seen him in over 20 years yeah uh and so I see him hey how's it going blah blah, blah. and he's smoking smoking a different brand I'm like no, Oscar what are you doing buddy like uh this is a aging room event why aren't you by he's like oh, I, didn't, I didn't even realize it was an aging room event but uh but that's something that we think about because, because uh, you know we're in this business in the cigar, and we we obviously work with all of these cigar companies. So I am always, especially like, if it's an aging room event, I'm smoking aging room. If it's Christoph, right. it's Christoph. Yeah, if it's you know, it's,
1: it's common sense, right? Yeah, well,
2: but well, I'm but, guilty. Yeah, but <laughs> this guy, this that's exactly why I wanted to bring this up. In Vegas, I went to a uh, a trade show event, and I happened to be smoking another cigar. At another uh, cigar manufacturers event. By the way, at this kind of event, they give you dinner, they give you drinks, they give you they give you Amigo. cigars, they give you
3: everything. And this guy. me no, 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 this is the best
2: part. I'm, I, I go like this and all of a sudden I turn around and the event photographer is there and takes the picture of me <laughs> and the group holding up the cigar like if it was an ad. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, listen, you have to delete that picture.
1: <laughs> it cannot see the light it, of day. Absolutely not. And it's usually it's, it's not, not you it's usually like listen I'm not supposed to be here so you need to delete that <laughs> picture but this is like I'm not supposed to be smoking this here. Yeah. Nah, I mean, or 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 the guy who comes at, to an event and starts passing out cigars. Mm. Hey, you know what? I'm a, I'm a, I, I do my own blend. What are you doing? Get out of here. Yeah, That's we
3: terrible. see that a lot. That's terrible. You see that a lot. You're like, buddy, I mean, are you just that like unaware of your surroundings? There, you know, there's a cigar event going on. What are you doing giving out your brand? Yeah, so so again, what I I, we've always preached, what I what I've learned is is again
1: the cigar world and the cigar experiences um, are not necessarily black and white. You know, it's all your palate, how you feel, how it how it affects you, you know, emotionally, physically, everything like that. But there are some things you just don't do. Yeah. you know you you can't be doing that you know support your local shops you know support your you, you know your your community your your neighborhood shop that's the whole point that's why they're there you know what i mean
3: yeah i am you know i'm glad you brought that up because from the very beginning when we started the magazine the idea was that we would not talk about online retailers we would not talk about all these other things we would talk it would be all about the brick and mortar shop because in my view of of the world or i should say in our view of the world if the brick and mortar part of this business dies, then it's just a slippery slope from there. We're, we're on our way down. True. Because the the brick and mortar is the community center that sort of spreads the gospel of cigar smoking to the community. So once we lose that, then what we've got is whoever's buying cigars online and it just starts to decline from there because we need the brick and mortar shop, right? And the brick and mortar shop is where a lot of like exchange of ideas that you'll, you'll find in any brick and mortar You'll find guys from all different levels of society, all different races and creeds, and they're all getting along because they have one thing in common is the love of a cigar. And so when you start from that point of commonality, then it's it's very easy to, to oh, okay, I understand where you're coming from, uh, someone who has a different uh, belief system. I understand where you're coming from because I know that you're not a bad dude. We both like cigars. You can't be a bad dude. Right. 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 And so that that's kind of like... Uh, so you need that and you need to support the brick and mortar. I know that online, I know that subscription programs are hot right now. Yeah. yeah. I know that online retailers, it's tremendous deals, but. And it's okay to have those. I of mean, course, we're, we're not of saying, course. We're not saying not to do that. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Uh, but when you walk into a cigar, a local cigar shop. That's yeah.
2: help the place out. Buy a cigar. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, for example, I like to buy like wine or spirits online. There's a difference between buying cigars online and being able to go into a shop and try out new products. And as you said, start as a community, start discussing, you know what? Wow, look at this new Herrera Whatever, This is great. This is delicious. And be able to try new products and see what you like, as opposed to buying something on a rating system online and then just receiving it at home and then just saying, oh, yeah, this is pretty good or not. But being able to go in there and grab it with your hands and tasting it right on the spot makes a big difference. Yep.
1: Yeah, and and I think I think the the beauty of subscription services are to try things you haven't tried before.
3: Yeah, no doubt about so it. So that way,
1: you say hey, you know what this cigar, I never realized this, or I never realized this kind of size. Like I say, you know, we're smoking the the Lonsdale right now. I'm not a Lonsdale guy, so I'm like, okay, good. This is this is a great opportunity to try that. And listen, a great opportunity for you guys to let us know what you'd like to to answer. If you have any questions, any any comments, if there's a cigar question you'd like answered. Please submit it to questions at cigarsnobmag.com. That's questions at cigarsnobmag.com. And if we read and answer your question, what happens? You'll get a Cigar Snob swag pack. Oh, and those are much better than any subscription. Hats. Slugs.
3: I don't know. <laughs> Hats,
1: shirts, yeah, stickers. Which, I got to get a new shirt.
3: I, yes, I, you do. I, you've I, uh, I'm, you've. I'm the incredible shrinking J-Rod.
2: Yes, you are. Good stuff. Good stuff. And you know what's also good stuff?
1: Villager Cigars. Villager
2: Cigars. A brand synonymous with European style and sophistication invites you to try the Cuellar Black Forest. Made at the famous Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic, the Cuellar Black Forest is crafted using only the finest tobaccos, resulting in a smooth and complex smoke you are sure to enjoy. And what is it that makes the Cuellar Black Forest such a spectacular smoke? It's the highly sought after Mexican San Andres tobacco it's beautifully wrapped in. Aged to perfection, the Mexican San Andres produces a robust amount of flavor while giving the cigar its gorgeous dark walnut color appearance and oily textured finish. Named after the majestic forest where Chairman Heinrich Villiger grew up near, the cigar is a tribute to the passion which is embedded in the long history of cigar making at Villiger Cigars. The Cuellar Black Forest. Go out and try one today.
3: Haven't lost his
2: touch. Indeed, indeed, indeed. And now,
1: speaking of touch, it's time. Perfect pairing. Oh, yeah. Jasper, oh, yeah. The time has come. Jasper knows. There's always a little extra oomph when it comes to the perfect pairing. Jasper knows. Even Chente gave a little. Mm. <laughs> And speaking of this, this we've got three caballos right here. We've got I three know. single malt scotches. Tell me about it, Mr.
3: Calvin. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know what we're drinking, but uh, we've got three single malt scotches that are uh, like that first one looks nice and quite dark. amber. Yeah, you, you, like a... You're not getting the job with this
1: one. Yeah, yeah no, no, you're not. <laughs> with, no. The, with, with this exam, you're, you're failing, not the job.
3: You're failing the exam on this one. It is quite dark. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for those for for those of our friends
1: who listen you you, you you'll get that joke eventually <laughs>
3: this is this is very dark almost almost brownish it is, it is uh, quite dark uh n- and but not a ton on the nose i don't know about you guys but it's it's kind of subdued on the nose right it, it's it's it fools, you. It fools I think, you I
2: think that all that bourbon we've drank is burned all the uh, all, all my
3: uh nasal yeah all my nasals. <laughs> How is it, Jimbo? You tasted. it. I haven't tasted it yet. Now, first of all, I, I will admit, this
1: is my jam. I love scotch. I love single malt scotches. Dude, I know this is this is this is my world, and this, by the way, he put his sexy
2: voice when he said, Oh, that. he, he this. did. Oh, and this is my jam. jam. these scotches.
1: This, my friend. This, this is where I get. I get again. I got to love I gotta, juice. I got to reach out to to, to J. Jay- well, <laughs> one leads to
3: the other. Apparently, <laughs> that but, almost. But uh <laughs> came out of
1: my nose. Your nasals. Your nasals, my nasals
3: got re-burned
1: <laughs> You cannot retrohale the scotch. Okay, do not retrohale the scotch. Um, this, this is, this is a Jason Jackson special, the radio voice of the heat. Oh, Shout yes, out to our yes. boy Jason Jackson, who, who starting his new gig there. Yep. Um, yeah, this is so smooth. This is, this is delicious. Now, now the question is on its own. I love it. And I'd love to see how it, how it uh, pairs with the cigar. So Ivan, how are you doing with this? You just took a puff of your Herrera
2: Esteli. How's it, how's it treating you? So I think it brought out a little bit of the peppers in the cigar i don't know if like killed the creaminess yeah
3: it, 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 what it, it that's what it did is it almost like cut the creaminess out
2: i wasn't i thought it was going to do go <laughs> the too. other direction me too and it actually made it a little bit more flavorful and and
3: potent and fuller yeah, yeah. It, it feels uh definitely i i completely as you were saying it i was like nodding my head like yep it's yeah. much more peppery now yeah this this these two this is scotch a this is a steak dinner yeah this is this is a steak
1: dinner at your favorite place this is this is Gosh, this is so good. And, yeah, and, and, I hate nice. to, and I hate to be like, you know, the recent, you know, the, the recency bias here. But the, the, so far, this is like, oh, my God, the bar is already so high. I mean, it's curling my toes. I love it.
3: <laughs> okay. All right. You need uh, you need some time alone? You, uh, you want us to leave? <laughs> A wet rag. <rack. laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: no, I'm like the upstairs neighbor. I, I, I like to share. It's okay. <laughs> okay.
3: So. There's a lot, what I'm getting a lot of on the nose with the, with the whiskey is the wood. And so based on, on the color of this whiskey and the amount of oak that I'm getting on the nose.
2: Very oaky, very oaky, white oak.
3: Yeah. This is going to be a very aged, uh, I mean, obviously, right. It's, Mm -hmm. it's darker than the others. uh, And it's so oaky on the nose. This is, this has got some time on it. It, at least it, it tastes like it and smells like it. Yeah.
1: And, and you, you nailed it, Ivan. It totally brings out that that the peppery it really brings out the heavy hitting of, of of the cigar
3: yeah a little bit of uh of citrus and maybe a touch of vanilla in uh in the whiskey as well as uh, you know as you taste it a little bit more like your second your third sip you can start to taste not you you gulped it no, but no, no, uh, no.
1: there's still there's there, there's still a fingernail in here there's still but a,
3: yeah there, there's definitely some uh some other complexities to it i have to say that it it's delicious it, it is good, oh, yeah. but it's it's. I'm expecting more. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, what what gets me is is again, again
1: being being the sort of the the novice here is I love the the after drink, the after smoke. Once I put down the cigar, once I put yeah, down, the drink, yeah, that's it's, the, it's, 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 it's. There's such a, a satisfying
3: like it's aftertaste. like synergy. It's perfect synergy. It's perfect. Yeah. I mean, there's
1: yeah. There, there's it's such a pleasant warm taste. I mean it's 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 beautiful. It's beautiful. All right, so that's A. Sorry B and C, you guys yeah, got a lot of you guys got a lot to, to follow. I to hear. All right, so let's let's go with B and the first thing it's it's still it's it's dark, not as dark, it's
2: more orangey.
1: Yeah. The other one was more amber. You might get the job with this one. <laughs> you might still but, pass. But I, don't be, I, don't so. I don't know. There may be a probationary period with this one. I don't think so. <laughs> All right, so let, what does it do for the nose,
3: Eric? You, you've got your nose. By in the there. way,
2: we're drinking these out of these great little Glen glasses, glasses. Yes, mm, It's the perfect way to drink these. It really is.
3: No I, ice, no nothing. we yeah. I mean, we didn't we didn't talk about that at first, but yeah, neat. Like we drink everything else. Right. We drink right. it all neat to be able to taste it. Is
1: neat is neat the preferred way to drink spirits? Because I'm so I'm, I think when I'm you're a big looking rocks at rocks guy, yeah, when I, you're I, looking I like at cold. single malt cold.
3: scotch, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, neat. Maybe a, a a drop or two of water mm. to to help uh, open it up
2: a bit. But for the most part, neat. Okay, I'm getting less on the nose on B than A. I am too. I get I get more alcoholy. It's not as it's not as caramelly. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, but
1: but for the the alcohol for me tends to dominate anything.
3: Oh yeah, I school. mean in comparison, A is a rock star. And this guy is uh, this guy plays at a local dive bar.
1: <laughs> this is a cover band? No, 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 we're not gonna say that. No, but
3: it's it's no in terms of like flavor intensity and and
2: yeah, this is uh, not not for me. This is again we don't we don't know what these are, but this is more in line with like a uh, Johnny Walker Johnny Walker Black Label, flavor wise for me. While the first one was a little bit more aged, uh, maybe. That, I don't know something. Yeah, with more age to it, but this this is more like a Johnny Walker Black age statement.
1: Would it be fair to say? Without, How is it with the without insulting with the anything. Cigar? Is, would it, is this more of a mixer? I, I, it feels like a mixer to me, even though it's 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 a little blasphemous because it's a single malt single scotch.
3: malt Scotch. Yeah, it should but not
1: I, be I, a mixer. I, I, I it almost feels like. I get a lot of alcohol in this. Yeah, it kinda, is. It kind of kills, kills the taste
3: and kills kills the experience a little bit for me. In comparison, it's hot. Right. Like if we always have to, uh, we should try and and uh, talk about this whenever we do these tastings. Is that we're comparing these three things blind, mm-hmm. and you know you're going to like one more than the other, and so when you have that frame of reference of we just drank something very good, and then now we're drinking this thing and, and it doesn't taste quite as good, let's say. Uh, if you drank this by itself and you didn't have the frame of reference, if you just walked you would, in you and had that, like, you'd you probably would,
2: be like... You, you would like it, absolutely. Exactly, yeah. Absolutely. And And
3: so th- there's, a, there's a thing to note there, right? right the right. frame of reference that it gives you when you're tasting one after the other to the other uh, is important and it should be noted. And by the way, that's why we do the ratings the way we do them. When we do the ratings in the magazine we taste the same kind of cigar and the same size cigar together, and it gives us that frame of reference. So sometimes something starts off with a certain score, and then you keep tasting the other cigars, and you're like, ooh, wait a minute, no, no way. This is what that should be like. And and then you kind of, you adjust it because, the frame of reference is what gives that to you. And, and, that's, uh, and
2: that's what kind uh, kind that I was referring to when I said the black label. So I always have like this mental, like when I'm drinking scotch is like, I try to compare it to like, if it's middle of the roady kind of whatever, I, I compare it to like a black label. Whereas if it's not, not bad, but like on the lower end of flavor, I'll compare it to like a Dewar's white label, you know? So I have that mental, if I'm just drinking here, we can do it one to, to each other. Yeah, but if I didn't have anything, I'm like, okay, what is this? What does this compare to? So, how is it doing with the cigar, Ivan? So you're
1: taking a puff right now, and now you're going to go in to B. Do they pair well?
2: Yeah, I, it, it. I, I'm getting a little bit of like perfume uh, flavor on the hmm. on the scotch. So it, it I don't want to say it's artificial, but it is it distracting at all It does distract it. I think that you you put it into the correct uh words there. It, it the the flavor distracts a little bit from the uh from the cigar.
3: What about you, Eric? How 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 is B treating the cigar? I think the the best way to do it with this one from what I've tested here in a, in a couple minutes <laughs> is to go cigar first and then whiskey. Yeah. Uh when it comes to B. So yeah. when you take a puff of the cigar and if you try it if you go, if you take a sip of the whiskey and then the cigar, it distracts you, like Ivan said, or it wipes out the creaminess even more than on A. If you go cigar first, then scotch, ah, kind of like uh the, the the scotch has a little bit more
2: right. than it did before. So I feel like we bashed this B one. A we little, did a we, too we, much. we did bash it when a bit. It's probably good. What
3: I what I
1: feel, what I feel, and again, from the novice perspective, I think they're 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 very good. In of in and of themselves, like the cigar is great, the scotch is great, sort of independent. Yep. You know, they they're not they don't they they're don't co- they others. don't coexist. Yep. A coexisted super well with the cigar. This it's sort of like I don't know it's it's sort of like the divorced parents going to the kids uh, the kids recital. You know, they they're good they're good. You're yep. there I'm here. Yep. No problem. You we know we're we're good with each other. So so far I think A pairs the best. B is good. It's a good cigar. It's a good scotch. Good. No problems. All right. Let, let's go to C now. Yeah. See you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. See you the next recital. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> but by the way, it, it, and by the way, that suit, it, it's a little bit you you're looking fat in the suit, my friend. <laughs> oh, <well. laughs> All right, so now we're gonna we're gonna uh, swirl it up a little bit. So let's start with the color, more more golden hue. Gold, yeah.
3: This is my this is my jam. Oh yeah, because you took you took a healthy. This is this is good. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Five uh, for No sorry, hesitation. For me,
1: whoa.
3: For me, it, it it's convincing. I mean this was this was drink sold. Oh, it hit me immediately when I tasted. it. I was like, whoa, this is good. What did it do to you? What, what do you I, mean? By it was the, just that that combination of of that wood and honey and caramel it's got honey it's like, yeah when all of that it. it just hit in one shot I, I don't know what i have no idea what it is
2: but it's it's right up my it's alley. the sweetest one it is three. very sweet
3: you're right i just, it's I, just not I just very whoa whoa let's be clear though it is not very sweet no it not like a rum correct correct yeah, 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 I just want so sure. to make sure
2: compared to the 3 this
1: is
3: sweet yeah all right all right did you not you don't like it well,
1: I'm, I'm, I just took, I just took a, a sip of it. So I want to see how it plays with the cigar. So now that it's, I, I want to let it sort of sit in my palate. Cause what I do, what, what to me, the experience is what oh, happens after I drink it. And after I smoke the cigar, what does it do in my palate? That That's, yep. that's what I'm yep. waiting
3: for. Yeah. When I took that sip and, and said what I said, <laughs> uh, that was strictly about just the, the scotch itself. Uh for me, it's an automatic C is my favorite of the three scotches. Um, I haven't done it with the cigar yet. I'm stuck on like the nose of this scotch is the nose is dessert. Yeah. So
1: you're so you're you're going you're going to the lounge and you're saying I want C and yep. you're just you're just
3: you're just drinking C. I well, mean, no, you, no. You, with with I mean I'm try I'm gonna try it with the cigar right, right, now. But, 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 but I'm saying
1: if there was no cigar that 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 is a good go to single but, malt for yep,
2: you. This would be this would be it for me. What about you, Evan? I think if I'm at that same lounge and they give me a bottle of it, I'm drinking this the most of, mm-hmm. the, of this one.
3: Yeah, no question about it. Yeah. No question. It's It's so uh, rich on the nose. And again, that vanilla and that honey, it's all over it, but balanced with the wood. I don't know what this is, but it's freaking good.
1: I love how it plays in my palate. In other words, I've, I've had the cigar. I, it, it plays well with the cigar. I mean, I think it. it the cigar brings out um, and, and again, I don't want to say sweet because I don't want to mislead, but it brings out a very kind of yumminess to this. Yeah. It's it, 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 like umami, yes. Right? The the cigar, Ooh, the, the, the
2: <laughs> I don't even
1: know what it is. Get though. out of get out of brickle. Get out of brickle. <laughs> oh yeah, mommy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely it's 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 tasty. It's it's it is it is it's very desserty. It's it's the strawberry cheesecake after the meal. I think yeah, we should bring
2: yummy in for refills <laughs> before we before the, we do the reveal.
3: I don't know, but this one tastes
2: expensive to me.
1: This one tastes expensive?
2: Yep.
3: Oh, man. Well, because it... So well, the, Let me
1: put it down before I break it. No, so the <laughs>
3: the difference is, is that... Is this the
2: Michael Jordan single scotch? Oh.
3: No, but no, the difference is the reason that I say it tastes, and I could be completely wrong, obviously. I have no idea what this is. So uh, it tastes like every bit of liquid in there, Is contributing something. Mm -hmm. In other words, it doesn't feel like there's filler. There's no. There's no. There's no. There there isn't something just hanging out and just just being a scotch. No, everything is bringing something. Like when you take a sip of that,
2: (laughs) (laughs) this is for me again. Comparing it to things I've had before, this is more like a like a Macallan, like a like an expensive Macallan that I can afford.
3: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, it's so
3: the so B B tastes to me like not to go back and, and beat a dead horse, <laughs>
1: beat be a dead B. Gentle, gentle.
3: But uh, but B feels like it's just it's it's hanging out. It's yeah, I'm a scotch. It's I'm, a, it, I'm here it, for you. Yeah. It's a
1: blue collar, everyday good scotch. Sing solid, yeah, yeah, solid. Nothing wrong with it. You know, you know, and then A, a working man scotch.
3: Yeah, A's got more flavor, more stuff, but not enough intensity uh, and not enough fullness to to kind of get me over that edge. That's why when I tasted it, I said I'm expecting more, especially with that like the dark. How dark it was. I, th- I think Where,
2: it has the fullness. I, I it was missing some of the sweetness, though.
3: Yeah, it's, yeah, it, I, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. And so C brought everything together, and and again, there's no wasted there's no wasted motion mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that like that's what i mean by C. it's just everything about it is good from the from the new guy palette,
1: what i what see seems to be like we just got that promotion we just let's celebrate to me this is an end of the night you know something really good just happened. Let's enjoy this thing, and it really kind of brings it. Kind of ties everything. It's the rug in Big Lebowski. It ties everything. It every, ties the room together. it ties, yes. together, yeah, yeah. It ties yeah, everything together. You know. I, yep. yeah. Right. And uh,
3: and now with the cigar specifically, take a sip of that scotch and then go to the cigar. Uh, man, it's it's it is, it's like an ideal pairing. It, it makes the cigar uh, going, more like in. even like toasty That that and it's a, it's a note that wasn't there before to me. Yeah. They all, by the way, they all cut out the creaminess to a certain degree. Yeah. They all do. Uh, but but this one brings out more uh, new notes that weren't there before, which for me is like a complimentary type of pairing. I would call this I would call C,
1: if I gave it a name with the cigar, I would call it victory. Victory, victory. This is like victory. Accomplishment. This is this is yes, I did it.
3: Sorry, (laughs) that's Scarface. I don't know why I went Scarface.
1: Well, depending (laughs) on which side of the fence you are, that's victory too. But you know, (laughs) that's
2: it. No, this is Johnny drama. (laughs) Victory.
1: All right, so so let's so let's sum it up right now. Before we do the big
2: reveal, I think we know where I'm at. So you're you're C, you're C I all I am entrenched day. In I'm with you. You're, I'm Char- with
1: you. You're, you're Charlie. You're all about Charlie. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, my friend, I'm you. With
2: Ivan? I'm w- I'm with Eric on
1: this. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna break away, and I'm gonna go with A. I'm gonna go with A I because like here's that. why. C is a, Wolf. C is a celebration. Oh. C C is victory. C is victory. C is like it's a, inexpensive, a
3: con- and expensive. I can, I can a, taste a, it. I'm telling you.
1: And that's why for me, for me, this is like you got that promotion. You got that bonus. Things, Something really important happened to you. The parlay hit. That three-team, forget that, that five-team <laughs> parlay hit at, at 25 to one. You hit this thing right here. But me, I'm going to go with A because A is an experience. A is, it could be Tuesday. It could be Wednesday and the Heat won or your favorite baseball team, you know, came back from three games to one. Mm. mm-hmm Woo-hoo. and you know what to me a for me a and 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 this particular cigar the uh, Herrera Esteli, a there is a symbiotic dance okay okay they it, they're, they're in lockstep for me so i would go with a and both of you guys go with c yep you got you, you guys do mo- a lot more victories
2: you know uh, they, no, 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 no. so no, no but no, again, no, no, no about that. again by the way by me? the way Sorry, oh, here we speaking go. of Mik Talk. No. <laughs> okay. 15 year anniversary party. Yep. The blue label being poured at the end of the night was
3: That was victory. That was victory. Yeah, we we drank uh we drank the blue label with uh with a Monte Cristo Epic 12. <sighs> the Epic Blue. Indy. Can I can I get
1: a redo? Can I get a, like a little mini party a little mini 15 15 and a half anniversary a 15, blue 15 label
2: a at a party is no joke yo no, yeah, I tell you what. Th-
3: yeah thanks to to Altidus for making that happen whoa Altidus brought yeah. the Monte Cristo and the blue label oh,
2: well, and you, that you, was you know a me, Monte, home Monte,
1: run. Monte Cristo is my guy Monte, money yeah, money's my guy money you know i'll even go monty is my girl Mon- monty's Mon- oh monty's, monty's a girl Mon- now Mon- Mon- well you know she's the Mon- countess of Mon- monte cristo monte- monty is is the one Monty's the hall pass ah,
3: monty's okay. is okay. the
1: one you know we all have all our, our hall passes okay monty's my that's it but you're,
3: what you're talking about let's be clear is casa de Cristo. yes yeah yes the 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 cigar lounge i was totally lost. that is yeah that, i know that you is, were i know the, the, but, that, but i hooked
1: is, them up with uh, and, and sh- shout out to david out david chidi Costa- yep that is that is becoming a, a, a boxing tradition in las vegas
3: yeah 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 oh. david is an awesome guy uh i've known david david was the like assistant sommelier at uh, at bouchon in the venetian <laughs>
1: oh,
3: and i was there on a trip with matt booth uh back man again like probably 13 years ago and uh and we did a dinner there and that's where i met him Right, And we stayed in touch because we go to the, we go to Vegas every year for for the trade shows and so I'd see David every year and we start you know we developed a friendship of just like you know uh, he would recommend some wines there at, at Bouchon and we'd have a great time and uh, and then he went from Bouchon to Casa de Montecrito at uh, Caesar's Palace and he's the guy there. So if you stop by Casa de Montecrito or Monte Cristo cigar bar at Caesar's Palace, Say hi to our friend Epic. David Cheedy. And, and, if, a, and if, there's the a,
1: if there's a big fight in Las Vegas, you'll find the it, it's become tradition. You'll yep. you'll find a big boxing contingency there every Friday night. But Definitely.
2: before you go, stop at the Total Wine. Yes, off the strip. Yes, you know this is a Total Wine segment, right? Yes, it, it is a Total Wine segment. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> I'm getting guys. I'm all down right. to B. I'm just that's all I got left. <laughs> <All> <laughs> that's right, right. what I'm so, drinking. All right, I let's I get Yami I, in I here. I
1: left me <laughs> some Abe. Let's get Yami here to do the big reveal. All right, the big reveals coming up, and
3: here's Johnny. Hello, hello. Well, here we go. A is the Dalmore, mm-hmm. B the Balvini, mm-hmm. and Caribbean oh, Caribbean Cask. Sorry, I didn't write that. C the Glenmorangie, the Glenmorangie what a, Nectar de What a great lineup! The a, a is forty percent alcohol, B forty three percent, and C forty six. So go get some lunch now.
1: well first of all anytime the word nectar is in any sort of uh alcohol nectar wins
3: nectar wins uh all right so i'm gonna just read those back so the dalmore 12 that was your choice that's my jam right now jimbo uh B was the Balvini Caribbean Cask 14 year old, which I absolutely love. Yeah, and love we it. beat the but Jesus out of it. <laughs> I love that. But thing. here's, here's but, the thing. Here's the thing. But the lineup is incredible. The we- lineup is solid. The and then is really and then C, I knew it was expensive. The Glen nectar d'or it is that thing's awesome
1: it's outrageous (laughs) the minute you said nectar eh, that that does it i mean
3: nectar of the gods right here yeah so this is the the sauterne cask finish which is why you were getting all that honey and all that Mm. my god that's good right (laughs) i'd never had that blind. the ascot is off. i I, I
2: knew i knew that was a right bank
3: uh (laughs) right
2: bank huh? bordeaux yeah yeah
3: for sure that thing is so good so good
2: now I know. So I know let me
3: let me give you. Sorry, mm-hmm. real quick. Sorry, Jim. I'll give you the uh, the alcohol levels because that that's relevant here. Uh, the Dalmore, the Dalmore, Dalmore
2: has a lot of alcohol. Oh, sorry. It is
3: a no. The Dalmore is A and it has forty percent alcohol. Mm-hmm. The Balvini B is a forty three percent alcohol, and, and G is a forty six percent alcohol. So she went thankfully she went up in intensity <laughs> so that's good uh
2: yeah really does a tremendous lineup here is very hard to pick this is
1: murderer's rope
2: yeah this is the 20 this is as the a, 1927
1: yankees if you're a baseball a, fan
2: right uh, it's
3: a pretty solid pretty solid lineup yeah thank you total wine
2: thank you as for al- putting
3: that together holy smokes as always so listen
1: So Casa de Monte Cristo in Vegas, Friday night, I know where I'm going right there. And hey, as always, Perfect Pairings is brought to you by Total Wine and More, where you always find the right bottle at the right price with their lowest priced guarantee. Visit Total Wine and More at TotalWine.com. Now it's time to share a smoke with our buddy, the man of the house. It's Willie Herrera, master blender of Drew Estate, Eric and Ivan. Decided to sit down, have a smoke with the master.
3: All right. Well, we are here with the man, Willy Herrera from Drew Estate, Master Blender. Thank you, man.
4: Absolutely. Thank you guys, man. Thanks for the uh the invite.
3: Always a good time. Well, they told me you were in town. I was like, all right, then we gotta get this guy in. So let's take advantage, huh? Yep, yep. So let's just like jump right in, right? We um we talked to a lot of blenders, we talked to a lot of these guys, and it seems like um like every blend is almost like a child, like they don't have a favorite, which is I always find that kind of funny. Like you ask a master blender what his favorite blend and he can never answer it. Right. So so let's make that question but framed in a different way. So let's say that you uh you had to like be hospitalized and you're you're away from cigars for a month. And now the doctor goes, Hey Willie, you're good to smoke again. Which of your blends is the first one you go to?
4: It would have to be the Herrera Teli Habano, you know, which happens to be the first cigar. And like you were saying, the most asked question is, what is my favorite cigar? And, you know, it's, there's no way to pick one. It's like saying, you know, pick one food that you could eat for the rest of your life. For me, and I say it all the time in a lot of these events and stuff, for me, cigars, it's, It's very similar to food um, in the sense that, you know, certain days I have cravings. I have cravings for a richer cigar. I will have cravings for, you know, something lighter. I have cravings for a Maduro, certain Maduro. You know, different wrappers, different cigars are going to give you something different. So for me, you know, that that cravings that I have that particular day or what I'm doing that particular day will dictate, okay, I'm going to smoke more of these today and that could go for a day two or a week and then it, cha- it changes again on me and it's just it's really difficult to say this is my favorite cigar this is the only cigar i always want to smoke you know because every day is different you know what i mean but my go-to going back to your original question would have to be el Habano. and that's because for me it's it's the perfect any time of day cigar so it could be the first one in the morning. It could be the first one, at, uh, the last one at night. Um, it's going to deliver what I need every time for me, for my palate. Um, but is it my favorite? No. I mean, it, it all depends. You know, again, some days I'm smoking more Norteños. Other days I'm smoking more of the Herrera Brazils. Other days, like today, I came in smoking the Underground 10. So it all depends, you know, how I wake up that day. And that's what I want to smoke.
2: We talked about it a little bit on the podcast. Um, Going back to the Herrera Aguano, what was the inspiration behind that blend? I know we talked a little bit about Titán de Verónse and your startings there. What kind of was the
4: inspiration? Well, you know, that was the first cigar uh, since joining Drew Estate. And the idea in my mind, what I wanted to create was something completely different, something Outside of the norm for Drew Estate, uh, Drew Estate's always been very heavy in, in Maduro's, uh, very heavy in that medium to full body type cigar. Um, so I wanted to bring something completely, you know, completely different. Um, starting with the wrapper, we really didn't have anything with Habano wrapper uh, at that time when I started with Drew Estate. So, you know, I wanted to create something, you know, in that medium body range nothing over the top not overly spicy not overly rich uh something that everybody could every every smoker could enjoy the beginner um and the experienced smoker yeah we we love that cigar
2: uh it's a very flavorable cigar it, it's not an ass kicker <laughs> yes that's, a, that's a <laughs> we've uh we mentioned that it's not an ass kicker, as, as as we refer to it on on here on the show, uh, but it has a lot of flavor, a lot of complexity, and and again, I think it has those roots that tied into the little Havana time where, yeah, at your time it has a very there. Cuban uh, yeah. feel to it.
4: Well, that was kind of you know, I was fresh off leaving the family factory here, so those roots uh, were very much ingrained. Um, so you know, when I started the blending process of that, I was still thinking a lot like how I, how I was blending the cigars at El Titan de Bronce. Titan de Bronce, by the way. Or El Titan de Bronce or, or El Titan, you know, I mean, it's got, uh, yeah, it's got like many a <laughs> pronunci- pronunciations. But um, yeah, when I started working on that blend, you know, a lot came from what I had been used to working on at El titan, you know, and again, it was uh, my whole goal was to create something completely different from anything else that was coming out of Drew Estate at the time.
3: And so that's a good segue uh, to the next que- question. So over the years, how long have you been at Drew Estate now?
4: Just over 11 years already.
3: Yeah. So we know that that's like your starting point. When you first come to Drew Estate, you start with that Herrera and so today, you've blended—I don't know how many blends for Drew estate, but it's a, its an untold number. <laughs> but uh, so, how would you say that? What's the biggest difference between Willie 11 years ago and Willie today? The blender, not—not not personally. We've uh, all got—we've all gotten heavier. Your beard's gotten longer, but a little yeah, wider, man. a little wider. Def,
4: yeah. Definitely aged, man. That's but, for uh, sure.
3: But from a blending perspective, what's different?
4: You know, just learning. To work with the vast variety of tobaccos that Drew Estate has and has attained throughout the years after me joining Drew Estate. You know, another thing I always like to touch on, um, I didn't come on board to Drew Estate to be the master blender of the company. I came on board to to you know expand the traditional side of cigars for Drew Estate. And it wasn't until after the release of the second cigar, the Norteño. That when, that's when they said, hey, we want you to be the master blender for the company. And then it was at that point when then I started blending everything else outside of Herrera Esteli. Herrera Esteli, you know, I call it the umbrella. And under that umbrella, you have the Habano, the Norteño, now the Brazil, uh, the TAA at the time. Um, we had a few store exclusives under the Herrera brand as well. So it was after the, the release of the Norteño that then I became, you know, the blender for the company, and then at that point I was responsible for all of the Herrera blend, uh, brands or blends, as well as everything else that came out after that,
3: including the uh, the infused stuff,
4: including the infused stuff, the non-traditional. So we basically have, you know, three uh, three types of cigars. I, I used the wrong word there. It's it's non-traditional. It's not well. You have you have infused traditional and non-traditional uh it, that's how we kind of describe the three types of cigars that we make at Drew Estate um traditional being you know Herrera, Undercrown, Liga then you have your infused which are your acids and then you have your non-traditional like for example the um Deadwoods, Tabac. Tabax, uh, Laratans. All that would fall under the non-traditional because they're not infused. We just use non-traditional tobaccos. Yep. Uh and you know, use other other um a sweetened glue in the cap of the head, um the the head of the cigar to give you that sweetness to it, but they're not infused.
3: Cool. And so uh, what do you what do you feel like just changing gears here, bud? What do you feel is the like workhorse tobacco varietal that Drew Estate uses most? Right. So is that like a Criollo ninety nine? Is it a, uh, you know, it's not, or is there none? Is there so many tobaccos that you guys work with?
4: Well, there's basically I guess two answers to that. So Nicaraguan tobacco for sure, but not specific to one seed type. So it's not specific to Criollo. It's not specific to Corojo just nicaraguan tobacco it's definitely what would be considered the workhorse or the tobacco that we use the most interest in all of our blends um but now are there we, any blends that don't have nika tobacco no they all Not have a single one right they all have nicaraguan tobacco um we incorporate other tobaccos together with the nicaraguan sure. you know what i mean yeah. um Dominican tobaccos were starting to incorporate a lot more. actually, when I uh, started working on the underground shade, which was the first cigar, since becoming the master blender of the company, um, I requested some Dominican tobacco. and that was really the first time we started using or incorporating Dominican tobaccos into our, our premium lines. So now you know we have a huge library of Dominican tobaccos um, from you know different growers, different seed types, uh, different regions in the Dominican, um, you know, and everything else we've always used: Honduran, Brazilian, Nicaraguan. Yeah, I wasn't on. I wasn't planning on asking you this, but now that you brought up the
3: Dominican tobacco, what is the in your in your view as a blender? What is that? key difference when someone says well what's the difference between Nicaraguan and Dominican I have my answers but I'd like to hear what you say when someone asks you oh this has Dominican tobacco so what should I expect from that so what are the things that in your mind you picture okay that yeah this is Dominican or maybe when you smell it or when you taste it you go yeah this is Dominican whereas this is Nicaraguan what is that like key difference you think
4: you know, for me it's definitely that, that intense richness that Dominic, that Nicaraguan tobacco gives you. Um there are plenty of very strong and you know, as as they say, ass kicking Dominican cigars. But I think with Nicaraguan tobacco, you, you get this this intensity, this richness, this depth, uh, this spiciness that you just I don't find in Dominican tobaccos. Maybe I haven't tried all the Dominican tobaccos yet, but to me, it's definitely you know, definitely richer, stronger uh, tobacco out of Nicaragua compared to to the Dominican. Uh, I love to blend with Dominican tobaccos. Um, I think it, it complements a blend very well. Uh, it adds you know, almost a floral. Note a different type of spice compared to to the the, the Nicaraguan spice. Um, it's it's just great tobacco to 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 blend with for me. I I love it.
3: Yeah, I I always uh, when people ask me about that, I always refer to Nicaraguan tobacco as having like an easy strength, an easy intensity. Like you don't have to go so high up the plant to get it. Right. That's my you know, for, and again, I'm not a, no, you've forgotten more about tobacco than what I know, but, uh, but I'll tell you that, you know, for, for Dominican tobacco to get to that level of strength and intensity and maybe spiciness, but not spiciness with harshness, you have to climb up the plant. Whereas with Nicaraguan tobacco, to me, you can get it middle of the plant. You don't have to get all the way up, you know? So, so I, I refer to it as easy strength. Now, so, talking about tobaccos and that that kind of thing leads me to talk about the uh, what is it called the factory floor edition. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, let's bring this puppy out. So we're all smoking the uh, the Underground Ten, and so the Underground Ten was released. And in addition to just getting a normal box, you can also get this factory floor edition. Right. So let's uh. Let's well, talk the, about the, that. What, the, what the, is the cool, about this? the
4: cool thing about this is, you know, you've never, at least I don't remember seeing a box, you know, where you incorporate basically the guts of the cigar. So what we decided to do was, you know, incorporate in the box the tobacco library. And we re- refer to it as the, the library because... We basically rolled um, a tabaquiao, which is the cigars that are in here, um, which, by the way, is the way that I'll taste new tobacco once it comes into the factory. Um, I'll roll up a tabaquiao so I could get the true taste of what those tobaccos are like. And so what we did here was we put. This allows you to isolate it. Right. Right. Do you usually roll them that big? Little smaller, A little bit smaller, um, but it's the same concept. And so, what we did here was to show people, kind of give them somewhat of an experience of what we do in the cigar safaris. Um, for whoever is listening and has been to the cigar safari, the last day you blend your own cigar, and in that process of you blending your own cigar, you know you're taken into this room with you know shells from one. One end of the wall to the other that has all the tobaccos that we use, all the wrappers, all the binders, and all the different fillers. And then you smell, you feel, uh, you burn all these tobaccos and, and get the the aroma uh, that these tobaccos give off. And then that gives you an idea of how you know what to use, which which Ligero to use, what beast to use. Do I use from Brazil? Do I use from Honduras? So on and so forth. And so the cool idea with behind this was. For people to smell uh all these individual tobaccos and then smoke the cigar and see if in that aroma, you know, as they're smoking the cigar, if they pick up any of these individual notes that they got from this library.
3: Yeah, I thought it was uh I thought it was beautiful. I mean, it's a beautiful presentation and a, and a brilliant way to allow consumers to again isolate mm-hmm. that uh that aroma where it comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, and so
2: how about a little walkthrough on this one right here?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. We should talk about it. We haven't. So on, on the regular show, we were smoking the Rera de and, uh And for this segment, we busted out the Underground 10 because you walked in smoking one. So, right. Uh, so, yeah, let, let's talk a little bit about what we're getting, what you're experiencing
4: with this cigar. Well, you know, like with this cigar, you know, it was something that was coming off the heels of an established brand, you know, very similar to when I was working on the Liga Ten Year Anniversary. So it's very different when you're creating or releasing a brand or a cigar under the same name of an existing brand. Uh, for Liga Privada, you know, that's that's our halo brand. Everybody knows Liga Privada. You know what's that? What cigar that is? The Liga Nine, uh, the Fifty Two. And so for Undercrown, you know, it's also another one of our Halo brands. So I, I went into this project together with the team, uh, in Nicaragua on, all right, we need to, we need to work on another Undercrown, but like I referred to the League of Ten, an Undercrown on steroids, uh, much richer, much more in depth, much stronger, um, but very smooth at the same time, and so that was the concept. And you know, Undercrown, as as the listeners know or might not know, you know, it's 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 a cigar that was blended by the team by by the floor. You know, because you know they essentially said, "Hey, you know, we have a shortage in Liga Privada. You guys gotta figure figure out something else to smoke." So they came up and they created the Undercrown. So that ooh. was for them to smoke. For them to smoke, yeah, because yeah, they, they were just, you know, they were smoking too many other Ligas. And so when we started this exercise for the Underground 10, you know, I worked very closely again with that same team that worked on the original Underground. And we just went back and forth, back and forth. And, you know, I had a blended mind. They smoked it. They tweaked it. They gave it back to me. And we just went back and forth like that, man, until I really enjoyed it. They really enjoyed it, you know, and. You know, it's the rest is history after that, man. Yeah, I think I think you guys nailed it. I mean,
3: in terms of of the undercrown, the original undercrown, but as you say, on steroids, this is it, right? The sweetness is mm-hmm. cranked up, yeah, right. Uh, but it's not overly sweet, so it, the sweetness is cranked up, but everything else is cranked up with it, right? So you still do get that the pepper is there, that earthiness is there. Mm-hmm. All those it's so really well done. You you brought that essence of Undercrown and you just cranked it up to 11. That was it. That was and the so, yeah, that was the idea,
4: you yeah, know.
3: Really well done. I we've one well, you can you can probably yeah, it's see it in much that empty. box <laughs> the box is really <laughs> empty and that's not my first one. So uh yeah, so well done on that. Um uh, and then the other one that that I thought was noteworthy to talk about today was the the H99, the liga H99. Yep. So I thought that had a cool, a cool story to to that rapper. Well, so you want to talk about that?
4: Absolutely, man. So that's that's a cigar that you know was born without it really without having a, mother a plan. Husband. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and I'll tell you the story. And that's probably one of the coolest stories about this cigar is you know they tell me, okay, we're, we're, it's a ten year anniversary of Liga Privada. And we need you to blend something for, for that. And so, you know, I have been a little over a year at that point working on the blend and nothing, nothing was making me happy. Nothing was good enough to fall under that Liga name. And so right after that, or right around that point, we get samples of tobacco. One is the, the wrapper that's on this here, this cigar now, the H99, which was a, a Coro hybrid. And then we had also gotten samples of a Criollo hybrid. Now, these are both hybrid samples that were being grown by the farmer that we get, the Connecticut broadleaf and the Connecticut stock of Habano that goes on the T-52. And so I tried these two tobaccos and I was like, whoa, this is this is different. Special. This is yeah, This is special. This is unique. This is unlike anything else I've worked with up to this point. So at that point, I started incorporating those two wrappers on different blends. So I basically started from scratch again and came up with five sticks that I was like, "Whoa, these five now, one of these will fall under, you know, and, and you could call it legal, whatever it is going to be. And so I smoked those five with the with the team in Nicaragua. All, you know, everybody agreed. Yeah, all five are really, really good. So then I sent those five down to Miami and then the same thing happened. They couldn't pick one cigar. They ended up with two. How big big is this panel, by the way? eh, Well, in Nicaragua, I have a team of about seven people, six, seven people. And then here there's another team, probably like five, between five and seven people here in Miami. And so the same thing happened. There's like, this you know overwhelming consensus of they're all really good, but there's two that are exceptional and for very different reasons. And so what ended up happening was for whatever reason, the the they chose one, the stronger one had the Criollo wrapper, the Criollo hybrid. That became the Liga 10 year anniversary. Then the other had the Corojo Rapper, which is the H99, um that became the H99, and it, w- it was just a much more refined blend. Uh, it was a sweeter blend. It wasn't as intense and as spicy and as bold as the Liga 10 blend. Um, but, yeah, man, it's it's funny because, you know, my intentions were never to work on two different cigars, you know, two different uh, brands that we wanted to release. The idea was to release one cigar, one blend for the 10-year anniversary. And we came out with two, so that's uh, that's how this baby was born,
2: which is my favorite, by the way. That's an incredible story. It's like, hold on, we just found something here. Let's make it happen.
3: Yeah, no, and and I think that, you know, if I'm being honest, I like this one better.
4: That it's it's you know, I joke around and I tell people, you know, I blended this one with this particular wrapper more for my palate. Uh, I'm not a big heavy smoking guy, you know, I'm not I'm not big on the, you know, kick your ass, smoke yeah, one cigar we'll a day, I smoke palette. multiple yeah, cigars exactly. a day. So I want to be able to, you know, enjoy every single one. And so I kind of this blend was more of like for my palate and uh, you know, I'm really happy how it came out, man. It's a beautiful cigar. Yeah, I think that that's uh we talk about it every now and then on the show
3: about like that that Cuban sensibility. Uh, you know, traditional Cuban cigars are not meant to wipe you out. It, they're meant to be had like almost like chiclets, You know, <laughs> you, can, you, you do when the flavor is done with that one, you move on to the next one. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and so and I think that you know that that's kind of when you're in the cigar business, you tend to smoke like a traditional Cuban cigar smoker because you know we smoke so many. So uh, so let's jump over to uh, the X's and O's question that we had on the show. So on every show we do uh, we do an X's and O's. Sometimes we get technical, sometimes we don't, but I figured that for this one, since we were gonna talk enough about technical stuff with you, let's let's address kind of like a social X's and O's issue.
2: By the way, this seems like a sports broadcast, what we're doing here with the <laughs> microphone. So X's and O's is and O's very O's very appropriate. Apropos, yeah.
3: So uh so it's about the the etiquette of of smoking cigars and walking into a cigar shop with your own cigar. Uh, And so how do you feel about that when you're in a store and someone walks in with a cigar off the street uh, and doesn't end up buying a cigar and just sits at the lounge, enjoys the lounge, enjoys the company, but doesn't buy a cigar?
4: Uh, That's a huge negative, man. I mean, you got to support the store, um, you know, whether it's, you know, for a game or you're going to meet somebody there. You got to support the store. You know, and you know, if you are smoking a cigar, like me, I wake up with a cigar, and so chances are I am going to walk into a store with an already lit cigar. I'll leave that in my dash. You know, I put it on the, in the uh, on the windshield there, and that's my little holder. And I walk in and I buy a cigar. You know, um, or at the very least, you know, if you don't want to put that cigar down. Um, because, you know, it's so good, or you just lit it right before you got there. Yeah, you don't want to just burn it. You set it down, you go straight into the humidor, and you buy one, you know? So you already have your cigar that you're going to follow up with. But, yeah, sit down with a cigar and just enjoy the company or enjoy the TVs and soak up the AC and not buy. No, that, that's, that's not, not cool. cool. Yeah, not, <laughs> not
3: cool in our book either. Uh, are there any situations where you, as a blender, uh are put in a in a funky situation in that way like sometimes I know that there's times when we walk into a cigar shop and we don't make cigars but we review them and so here especially in Miami there's always a guy who owns a small startup cigar company we're like the Nashville you know for country music we're, we're the Nashville of cigars uh and so we'll walk into a store and a guy will immediately say hey want you guys, can you try this and let me know what you think about it you know what kind of review would that get you know what kind of rating um and so have people put you in any funky situations like that when you walk into a cigar store?
4: Uh, I would to say funky situation. I have had multiple times, you know, uh, that happened to me that, you know, somebody's working on a new line or somebody's working on, on a new cigar or whether it's a newcomer or an existing company that they're releasing something new and they hey, man, I want to know what you think um you know kind of the weird the weirdness of it i guess would be no put down whatever you're smoking and let like this one so no man let me finish what i'm smoking and then i'll smoke <laughs> you know what i mean but no it's, you know i enjoy people giving me cigars um you know i love I cigars enjoy I, 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 by you know, the way how honest are you no I, i'll say it man this I sucks mean, but yeah I, I won't say it <laughs> sucks but i will say look man i didn't like this i didn't like that and, and i've done it i've done it with you know uh personal friends that are in the industry that have sent me cigars or I've reached out hey man I saw this on social media whatever what is it I haven't seen it down here yet and then next thing you know I get a package in the mail and then a week later hey what do you think I was ah well you know this that Uh, you look I I, I'm going to respond to them the same way I want people to respond if I were giving a sample to somebody you know I don't want everybody to tell me oh it's great No, tell me the truth. If it sucked, tell me why it sucked. What, you know, what did you find? Because if not, I won't get any any better and the cigars won't get any better. So I view it the same way when it comes to when people give me cigars, you know, I'm going to give them the feedback like if it was just a regular consumer, you know, so they could either make adjustments or know what to do different and and make a better cigar. You know what I mean? I want everybody to make great cigars because that gives me more cigars to choose from to smoke. Yeah.
3: yeah, I feel the same way. I, I always uh, always try to give as accurate yet respectful feedback as possible because if you're giving it, if you want my opinion, right. if you want my true opinion, I'm going to try and give it to you. Right. But some people are not ready for it.
4: Well, you may, you yeah. know, if that's the case, then you shouldn't be giving out samples. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, the reason for you giving out samples is to get feedback. To so that you get better, yeah, from people you respect, whose opinion you respect. Of so course. you know, I'm gonna give my honest. I'm not gonna, you know, everything's not gonna be great. I mean, sh- a lot of the stuff I do, so there's a lot of turds. You know what I mean? And a lot of people don't see them because they never make it out of the factory. Yeah. But there's a lot of bad ones, man. A of lot course. Of bad. Not everything you put together is great. Of course. There's man. a whole of lot of bad ones in there. Yeah. <laughs> Not all home runs. <laughs> no. Oh,
3: no. no. But you've managed to. There's uh, a lot of
4: strikeouts, man.
3: <laughs> you've managed to put together a, a couple of singles and a, and a few Grand Slams. So. Yes, sir. Uh, Congrats on that! Congrats you. on your success, you. and and thank you always, for, man, for joining and and being a man. You've been a, a part of this magazine one way or another for yeah. for the fifteen years we've been around. Absolutely, so man! Thank you it's, for that. uh
4: You know, part of part of the hometown, man, home team. Yep,
3: yeah, <laughs> team, home team. It is, bud. So, thank you again for uh for joining us, Will.
4: Absolutely, thank Thanks. you, guys. Thanks, Willie.
3: Always a good time
1: with the master Willie Herrera, and you know, and again, when you're ten feet tall, you know everything everything he says is gospel right you know it's
3: crazy right like guy's so freaking big and he's such a nice guy <laughs> he's such a good guy you feel like like you know that you can kill me at any point, right? <laughs> You'd snap my what, what neck. What is it? The
1: the 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 three pressure points and stuff.
3: The but, Vulcan you know, Death
1: Grip. Yeah, so, but, but instead it's it's cigars and scotch and Willie again. Lots of good stuff. You know, it, it's been an educational cigar. snob not And very podcast.
3: talented. He's such a great. He's awesome. Cigar. Nah, no, he's really like just honed his craft there at yeah. at uh, Drew State.
0: So beautiful stuff. Good Thank times. you, Willie.
1: Good times. Thank you, Willie. Thanks for hanging out. And now, Jasper, what do you got?
0: If you're like me and look forward to cozying up to a warm fireplace after a long day on the range, kicking off your boots and settling into a nice big bowl of chili con queso, then you'd love the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua. This Dominican-made Nicaraguan puro is a bold new blend with tons of flavor made with the same craftsmanship that has made La Aurora cigars one of the oldest and premium cigar makers in all the world. Started in the Dominican Republic in 1903, La Aurora Cigars was founded by the young Eduardo Leon Jimenez, who set out to fulfill his dream of making great cigars. Today, over a century later, La Aurora has a presence in five continents and more than a thousand employees. The original La Aurora 107 was released in 2010, commemorating the company's 107 years in business. Now the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua brings a bolder new profile to smokers who have become accustomed to smoking the consistent quality and excellence of La Aurora cigars. The 107 Nicaragua comes to life with a diverse array of spicy notes accompanied by a subtle touch of leather. A rich balance of earth, wood, and floral notes flourishes deeper into the smoke with a characteristic pinch of licorice and walnut on the finish. Made in four sizes, a 7x47 Churchill, 6x58 Grand Toro, 5.5x54 Toro, and a 5x50 Robusto. The La Aurora 107 Nicaragua is a perfect complement to any rum cocktail, steak dinner, or even my famous chili con queso. Go on out and get yourself one and tell them Jasper sent you. All right, wrapping up, putting a button on this Amazing, a button, not a bow, a button, a button on this amazing
1: cigar snob magazine podcast. By the way, I'm the luckiest dude in the world. Get to smoke, get to drink, you and me, get both to learn, too, buddy. Hang out with my guys here. All right, so we've been uh, enjoying the smoky treat, this Herrera Esteli by Drew Estate. So where are we now? I mean, we've 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 smoked it. We've sprinkled in some single malt yep. scotch. Where are we right now, Eric? How, how, how you doing with your cigar?
3: So I, you know what it has, I don't know if the, you know, we, the whiskey I think is, is out of my system, right? I've, uh, it's been a little while since I've taken a sip. Okay. So I have confessed that, uh, and it's dude, it's, uh, so what it has done is it has in, it has like ticked up in intensity, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit of su- more sweetness than before. So there's more pepper and more sweetness than before. Uh, but the creaminess has died down. But um, again, it's just a it's a it's taken us on a on a ride, and it has been a wonderful, honestly, wonderful ride. I'm I'm really enjoying the
2: smoke. Where it, are you, you're farther down than me. I know. I'm gonna roach clip yeah, this thing. I mean, this has been this is the perfect example of when I like a cigar. How I smoke it, I will always roach clip it because I'm going to smoke this thing down (laughs) to the little, little bit of a nub that I can get out of it because it is so delicious. You're going to put a K on it. It's going to be a a knub. Oh my (laughs) God. It's such a great pairing uh, with the scotch that we tasted. uh, Just by itself is such a great cigar. Um, It's been awesome.
1: Yep. Well, I'll tell you the the best thing. And again, this is why Willie Herrera is such a master blender because to me, the creaminess is the hook for me because you you know you light it and then you get all that creaminess, and that makes you go wow, you get comfortable, you sit down, you relax, and then comes sort of el plato fuerte. It comes comes the good stuff, and you get that cedar, and you get the, the peppery stuff and the cinnamon and stuff, and it really just sort of engulfs you and it really takes you on a ride. So I I love it. I'm not, I'm about maybe i
3: don't know yeah we're about halfway halfway maybe yeah a little past the halfway mark ivan's in south beach right
1: now he's he's, he's
2: again (laughs) i i I, I think that uh as a day smoke since we we are recording this in the middle of the day this is such an amazing smoke for like you know a lunchtime smoke I, Mm -hmm. i love this i mean you can smoke it at any time of course but it's very hard to find a cigar that you can smoke in the middle of the day, you know, right after lunch or whatever and, yeah. and say, you know what, I don't I don't want that really strong, uh, full-flavored uh, pepper bomb type cigar at the time. But this is so great at this time, and I, I, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. And the, it, doesn't, uh, it doesn't bang you up, you know what I no, mean? No, it, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. Even though the intensity is ramped up here a bit, mm-hmm. uh,
3: it still doesn't. Uh, th- like, what I mean by the intensity ramped up, so you know how we were talking about earlier about, like, almonds and cashews? now instead of it just being like a raw almond it's like a toasted almond yeah and uh and the pepper you know it becomes like now it's a black pepper right it was like a smooth pepper before now it's a black pepper and definitely not yeah, it's not, a, it's not, a, a, not sh- a red pepper at no all, no never at all. gets never gets to that point but but uh but it, it just it ramps up it just ramps up and and uh and as it should right well and, and it is i think i think the way to to, to say
1: it is it's a true experience yeah. You know, we talk about that a lot, and a lot of cigars, you know, deliver a, a, an experience. But this, this has been since I've been
2: with with you guys. This has been a total
1: experience.
3: Yeah.
2: Again, what? Why I I do like Cuban cigars, and this does come close to it. It, it gives you that experience that it, 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 you said it earlier. Mm-hmm. That it's it, it it's not going to overpower your palate that you can't smoke another cigar. And you would say it just gives you enough flavor and strength that you can, you know what? You can light another cigar. Yep. yep.
1: I love it. Sorry. So good stuff is always, you know, five stars as usual for anything Willie Herrera puts his hands on. All right. So now what did we learn today, Mr. Calvino? So I I learned that. You have expensive tastes. I did
3: learn that I do have expensive tastes. I mean, I could taste that thing from the second, like I smelled it, uh, but but no, more generally what I what I did learn is how the single malt scotches knocked out the creaminess of this cigar. I thought that was very interesting. That was like a, a thing that just kept every time we'd taste the scotch uh, with this with this cigar particularly, it would knock out the, the creaminess of it. So that I thought that was that was pretty neat. like that was a, an interaction that was very noticeable. I think any novice, can see that uh if you taste one of these scotches with this cigar you're gonna notice it uh and there were there was there were scotches here where I wanted to go the other way like for example the balvini if I would go cigar first and then scotch mm-hmm. I could keep the creaminess uh, of the cigar and then uh and then enjoy the balvini in a different way so I thought that was that was neat uh so yeah that's that's kind of what I learned what you got Ivan,
2: I I enjoy the original Herrera. R- 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 after their you know they've come out with uh, different um, lines. Yeah, afterwards different extensions of it, extensions you know? that I've enjoyed equally. I, I still love the original. More yeah, not that.
3: equally. That's not true. The, you you enjoyed this much more. Much more. So, yeah. 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 I think so. I mean, I can tell because of, like again, he's down to the uh, nope and they're, here. All, and they're all good. I mean, be, you're pinching that thing.
2: Because I think they have one with the Brazilian. and They and, do. They have the Brazilian nice, rapper. They have the one so made here at Tita They have But but the original, I still I still enjoy the
1: most. Well, you know, they say out of the mouth of babes comes wisdom. And my kids are always bugging me about half birthdays. You know, it's a, you know I'm, I'm 12 and a half. Yeah, yeah. So what I learned is I want to be part of the Cigar Snob Magazine 15 and a half. Anniversary party. So all right. I think all right. we need to we have make some sort of low key, and then oh, you yeah. know, we'll bring the Dalmore, we'll bring the Glenmorangie. It's uh, you know what? It's Glenmorangie. Well, listen, I I know Glen, you know, <laughs> you know Glen I, from, I, from way back. It's, it's 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 like it's like John Daniels. You know, I call him I call him Jack. You know, I, I call him John. You know, you know. So, so I, I call him Glen. <laughs>
3: Glenmorangie. Yeah, I always got a kick out of because I used to always say Glenmorangie. Glen, but then I heard a scotch a scotch. Scush. man A Scotsman a, a say it. the Piper is Danny. Exactly. The piper I was, I was waiting doomed. for the Piper, man. How, how, piper did, how did it take so long to get the Piper out for this one? <laughs> yeah. This was this should have come out very early. But anyway, uh yeah, when I heard a, a Scotsman say Glenmorangie, I was like, oh God, that's how you say that? We've been we here in Miami, we say Glenmorangie <laughs> nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> we don't I think most people have no idea how to pronounce that thing. Well, as always,
1: an experience experience here on the Cigar Snob Magazine podcast. And if you like the show, hey, give us five stars, write a review, always helps. Also, make sure to check out our YouTube channel. We've got a good amount of content up there that you may enjoy, you may dig, you may consume and smoke like a champ that you are. For everybody here from our, our intrepid producer, editor, Natalia. The one that makes everything the one that makes everything happen. The one that makes the phone calls and chente.
2: You
1: know, the one that makes everything sound is great for Ivan, for Eric. I'm Jim Rodriguez. Enjoy. Smoke it up, my friends. We'll talk to you soon. Support your Later local y'all.
2: retailers.
0: Ooh. Indeed. You've been listening to the Cigar Snob Podcast. Tune in next time for more nonsense and chicanery. But in the meantime, you can find previous episodes of the podcast on cigarsnob.com slash podcast. Follow us at Cigar Snob Mag on all the social media platforms and be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast on Apple Podcast. Until next time, hasta luego.